0: Welcome, everyone. This episode explores our recent piece on Spotify podcast advertising, Spotify has spent a couple billion dollars entering the podcast space over the last five, six years. And in their investor day last year, they released a couple of numbers that they earned 200 million in revenue at a negative 103 million in gross profit in podcasting. We explore exactly how they're monetizing different types of podcast inventory, uh, the bidding mechanisms of the advertising, and the overall opportunity. Uh, enjoy as always please do your own research this is not investment advice
1: spotify 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 um you've been you've been working on this business for a few years now we're going to talk about why it's on the ip coverage list why but I, i and and i want to start by asking you what you've been working on when it comes to where you've been spending most of your time on this business for the last four years, uh, as some of the first interviews we actually published when we went live within practice were with music industry uh, ex-label
0: CEOs. Not sure if I'm any the wiser in terms of <laughs> the bargaining power between the two. Well, I guess you could argue that the labels have more power than maybe. Well, you got four years of data for, since, since I mean, more more than
1: that, but since we've. Been been following it much more closely.
0: Well, I think that that's always going to be a question that will surround Spotify in terms of that relationship between the IP owner, as it is with all media businesses. So we'll always be exploring that with with label owners. But you know, they have 500 million users now. Will that change much with a billion users? Where the incremental user is you know, not in developed markets, i.e. Africa, Middle East is kind of where they're mainly growing. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think we can add much value there, to be honest. I mean, we can do, we'll always be exploring perspectives of, of, of senior label owners in terms of how that negotiation typically goes, but you know, whether we can shed insight on the gross margin between the two and how that might change, I think it's anyone's guess, frankly. Um, but you know where we where we've focused over the over the last couple of years has been the venture into podcasting. Or I call it non non-music type of types of inventory. And we spent a couple billion or somewhere in the region of 1.5 to 2 billion, depending on how you calculate the original content, to enter podcasting. And Again, depending on what data you use in terms of who the market share, obviously they're are a top podcast app now, you know, integrated with music. But we wanted to understand exactly, yeah, the, the real opportunity for Spotify monetizing podcasts, and, and just frankly going back to square one: how do you monetize different pieces of inventory, podcast inventory? You know, what is the price they paid to get access to this market, and and what is the likely free cash for they can actually earn? strictly from that inventory. You know, and that's not necessarily you know, strategically that that's not the only way to look at this CapEx or, or investment, right? There's obviously retention and net new paid subs that people might come in once they've acquired Joe Rogan's show, etc. But just look you know, this piece of work that we recently published around the podcast advertising value chain was really we came at this to understand just really how do you monetize podcasts via advertising today? What does the ad uh, tech stack look like? How does that compare to, to, to traditional advertising? And you know that gives you a pretty interesting lens into how Spotify management thinks about capital allocation and, and more strategically about their business.
1: Yeah, so we're going to get into to the specifics of of this work over the next 10 minutes or so to very briefly take a step back and situate the work that we're doing on this business. So IP research is the, the cornerstone of the IP service. We have a little over 50 businesses on our coverage map that we publish on the platform. We look for certain kinds of businesses. We spend our time on certain kinds of companies. Let's look at Spotify in that context. You know, why, why, why are we even spending time on this in the first place?
0: The questions always surrounded me around Spotify is, is it just a great product or is it actually also a great business? You no, know, I think there's, you know, there's, there's no doubt that they jumped on the audio streaming structural trend, right? And, and. But it's still the big question is around bargaining power in the value chain, i.e., between the label owners and, and Spotify, and, it, and if if that isn't, if they can't capture more margin, which potentially it seems like that's the case, can they build adjacent products on top of that user base to make the free cash flow work and and, and underpin the valuation? So. You no, know, it's it's more. I mean, I've always been fascinated by intellectual property and, and IP, and that could come in. You know, not IP, IP, our business, but also just intellectual property, right? So, whether that's in in audio, video, all types of media, or scientific intellectual property, engineering or IP, you know, just real high. I guess it comes from fascination of quality, really, and like typically high people at the top end of their craft that typically produce an intellectual property that is either original or just highly unique that can't be replicated. And I think it stemmed from 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 that. And actually my original interest from Spotify actually came from the labels. <laughs> um, and so that's really how I, I got interested in, in the industry. And then Spotify has always been in the too hard bucket for me because of that ultimate reason, right? Which is, is it a... I mean, it's obviously a great product. I think everyone everyone agrees that it's a good, it's a great product. And you know, not many products on on the planet had five hundred million users. So, but but is this just a, a distribution business? You know, a weak distribution business, and it would be weird to say it's weak if it had five hundred million users. But actually, it's kind of arguably proven out to be part, to be the case. Some 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 would argue that doesn't mean it's not a good investment opportunity from here because, like you said, you can you can you can build stuff on top of that user base and and add podcasts and and, and audio books and marketplace tools and. But I think it's just the original reason comes back from this fascination with intellectual property.
1: Yeah, and so, so we've got this research stream where we'll keep you know we'll keep speaking to people from the labels we'll keep pulling that thread that that's that's good hygiene to to stay on top of that situation over time then there's so so the the podcasting value chain and there again to to quickly preface this part of our conversation this style of research right of it of of a, of drilling into an industry structure, following activity, following the the you know step by step how something actually works. Um, let let's let's talk quickly about that. This kind of research because it is also central to what we do, um, and it's it's, pre, it's pretty it's pretty. I mean, there's a good it's reason quite not quite everyone does this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> especially with podcasting. It just stems from trying to understand things from first principles, right? And like, it's nothing, it's not, it's really not, it, it's kind of basic. It's really not too complicated at, at, at the foundation. It's okay. How does, you know, how do you follow $1 of ad spent from an agency or, or, or an ad buyer onto X pieces of inventory on, 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 on podcasting or through, you know, high and, and follow, follow a, follow a dollar or follow a component on an aircraft, new production aftermarket. Like, you know, you can learn a, a lot about a business or an industry just by doing that simple task. But actually it's very difficult because mainly because we just assume we know, you know, and I, you know, I think even when I've done this, piece on Spotify, like I learned a ton because I just assumed I knew, oh yeah, of course, like it's pretty simple, right? You got a podcast and you sell ads on it, like what could be, and you know, it's going to be just like digital advertising, right? Imagine you do that programmatically and you get everyone to, you know, actually when you get down to it, like it's way more complex than that. And it's nothing like traditional advertising, digital advertising. So I think just, you know, trying to take that approach from first principles in every industry don't assume we know anything frankly because we don't um, yeah, And yeah and and finding the best executives to help us walk through that approach and even then sometimes it's hard to get the executive out ahead as well because remember the executive does this all day long they just also assume either you know or sometimes even just the don't even question why an industry is structured that way in the first place. You know, and, and so it sometimes it can even be hard to have that conversation with, with the executive because they're not in that mind frame to truly question why an industry is structured that way or even thought about the nitty-gritty. You know, not all of it is can be relevant at times, but I think with this specific piece on on podcasting, there are a lot of questions that are some executives we spoke to didn't really think about like why it's not auction based. Can it become auction based? You know, and, and so I think that you know, we try to take that approach to everything we do, partly because that's how partly because we don't know and, and we want to understand it. Um, but we find it's quite effective to to just walk through, you know, take from first principles and walk through a value chain. And so for this piece, what we try to do is understand you know, firstly, what a Spotify, and this is quite complicated because as Spotify has recently entered the space, they've acquired a bunch of assets, they've acquired a bunch of original content. And again, when you get into it, you start to understand, oh, well, wow, there's different types of inventory. There's your Joe Rogans and the Ringer and Call Her Daddy and those top end you know, IP, which which they've either done, they've done obviously different types of commercial deals, which are obviously private. They've bought the ringer. They've exclusively licensed Joe Rogan. So there's different commercial terms there. And then, you know, those top ends of inventory are also monetized differently to other top shows that would be on megaphone, which is a, which is a a hosting and ad network they, they they acquired. Um, And in those, you know, that business, the way that those in, that, that inventory is monetized is also different to how a podcast like this would be monetized like, via the ad studio. So basically, they have three different types of inventory, owned and operated shows, top shows through Megaphone, which is like, call it top-end, like Wall Street Journal, The Atlantic, stuff like that is hosted on Megaphone and monetized via Span on Megaphone. And then they have like shows like ours where we, we might host it on Spotify or we might host it on on a third-party independent platform that gets streamed via Spotify. So you see there's so many, there's so many avenues, which is typically the case with like digital advertising, it's way more complex than just Google, you know, just Google selling search ads. You know, the whole the stack is way more complex. So um you know the idea of this piece was to really walk through how each piece of inventory is monetized. With the end goal here of trying to understand, okay, what does Spotify pay to get in this space? What are the t- what is the kind of free cash flow they can earn based on some estimates of you know, the CPM and the the ad load and and impressions they might get? And I think what's particularly interesting is that yeah, it's very very different in terms of the ba- in terms of the inventory. It's, it's completely different. Audio advertising is very different to digital advertising around the around the internet, like display advertising or search or Facebook ads. is It's very different, mainly because of the host's power. You know, the host of a podcast is really Spotify's revenue from podcasting. They, they announced in two thousand twenty one, which was two hundred million at a negative one hundred and three million gross profit. I would guess that the majority of that revenue is from direct sales on their owned and operated inventory, you know, which typically the, 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 podcast host would capture. So yeah, I think walking through that is a particularly interesting to understand the unit economics of, of the podcast business. This all
1: sounds fine. You've got, um, you've got a focus that we're bringing here on first principles based questioning. You've got a line of attack drawn, drawn out of first principles. You've got a, a disciplined, hopefully disciplined curation of expert knowledge on this topic. Why should I, you know, for those listening that are like, why the hell? Like I, I get the expert knowledge thing. I get, you know, I get the curation of of quality experts knowledge from, from what they've done in the field. Why should I trust you? to curate the questions. T- tell me about your or our process as in practice when we're doing this research in, in how we actually surface good questions and, and properly. I mean, everyone, anyone can say, Oh, I like, you know, I love thinking from first principles, right? It's, it's It's just a, it's a, it's a total cliche.
0: It's pretty hard to do <laughs> mainly because we just assume we know, but I think that you know, the, the the idea yeah exactly you know we all assume we know again i mean you can read some of the read read some of the spotify material that they, they put out around you know launching span and span has launched and you know we're going to monetize this and that and actually when you get down to the nitty-gritty and actually ha- what inventory they can monetize it's very very different to comparing it to other digital advertising and and, and what span is actually monetizing is the inventory available to span is very different than what, that what might be interpreted from the, from the material. And I don't think it's possible to understand that without going back to first principles and walking through the, the ad tech stack like, like a five-year-old, you know, and I think it comes from how we've just been trained in doing this primary research. The value that, the value that we see is, you know, the, we probably spent a combined, I don't know, 10, 15 hours of executives, cr- all different executives, privately and, and, and publish interviews, producing just to understand that stack and make sure we get into nitty gritty. Um, and yeah, and, and, so, and sometimes that, what we feel is that you can, that work, curating all of those 15 hours of interviews, into one piece which lays it out in a more intuitive and digestible format than 15 hours of raw audio is can be value-added, save, save invested a lot of time. But I think that the essence of it comes back to this training of just how does this work and like not having any opinion, not having a judgment on what podcast revenue might be in five years for Spotify. Actually, I don't really care because I don't even know how it works. <laughs> and when you figure out how it works, okay, like well now, now I have an idea about what they're actually s- selling, you know. So, and that's how we that's how we approach, you know, most work. I mean, it becomes even more difficult in a way when you when you start looking at you know doing work on the aerospace aftermarket, and then it just takes you years <laughs> rather than months.
1: I mean, it's, 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 uh, I don't think we're anywhere near the end of figuring, figuring this whole thing out. Uh, and so, okay. So we're going to be working on Spotify for, for a while, for years. Um, let's look at the the questions that you think. So at the, at the bottom of every research report, we'll list further research questions. We'll, we'll talk about what what we think is interesting, we'll lay out avenues. We you know we keep it. We continue to do work on this. Uh, we're we're looking at a, a potential survey here on the ad bu- on the ad buyer side.
0: That's how this actually came about, which is quite interesting in itself. You know we we originally we originally. Oh, it's actually quite a good example of of the types of of, of how we approach adding value. How, if you think about how the types of the types of research that we like that we think we can add value on are kind of fall in two camps, which is one is like raw primary insight or primary data, which is, okay, here is the, here is the executive's opinion in an interview format unedited. Here is a survey format. These are the response. This is what the, this is what 10 ad buyers said on Spotify. Which is actually what we tried to do, but we couldn't find any advice, which made us realise that oh, this is maybe we need to understand this a bit a bit more detail, and it's obviously much more nascent than we, than we could have actually expected. But that that's the first bucket, which is like raw primary data slash knowledge insight, whatever you want to call it. Then there is like how does this work from first principles using our access to the best executives on the planet. You know, the best executives we could get get access to, to speak without bias on how stuff works. That could be, you know, the idea is that becomes a timeless piece of research that investors can use to get, to use as a basis of, you know, understanding an industry or... Well, no, you
1: you said without bias.
0: Yeah, that's the aim, right? Yeah. That's the aim. Like, for, for, for example, this is how the waterfall works on Spotify advertising, right? That is, you know, as close to fact as you can be unless they change that, right? Obviously, nothing is perfectly true ever. But, you know, they the idea is that this is how it works. This is how Joe Rogan typically monetizes his, adver- his, ad- his inventory. It, it is pretty much all direct advertising because he's so big. That's as close to unbiased as, as we can get. It's not about Joe Rogan is going to grow this amount or he's going to monetize at this CPM. So really it's, it's, it's about providing a, like, yeah, those first, back, back to first principles. And like, this is how one dollar moves through a top show hosted on, on megaphone by Spotify. As close to as, as what we can find as how it works and then and then the, and then you know we can let clients figure out what the value of that is and provide a, as long as we provide a framework with it to for them to work with they can they can make their own decisions because well, I don't know.
1: yeah, so so to tie a, to tie a bow on what subscribers the IP can expect in the next half year year. Spotify.
0: We'll be following their podcast stuff pretty, pretty closely. I mean, they're now trying to do audiobooks, which is a whole different type of business model. Which, yeah, I'll follow. But I have no idea how they're gonna, what the economics of that business would look like for them. But I think it it, it seems it, it's potentially a reoccurring theme where we can follow Spotify in 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 trying to two in two things well three things we'll always be researching the the the, the, label, the music and, and distribute the IP holder and, and distributor dynamics, label and Spotify. Secondly, there's a recurring theme around Spotify of building products on top of that user base that they have. That's going to be pod, podcasts, audiobooks, marketplace tools, you know, they will, there will always be something they're going to be building on top. Um, Partly because it's in their product it's in the it's in their organi- the DNA of their organization, they're very product and engineering led. But secondly because they need to make their economics work. And then we'll we're hopefully gonna gonna find ten to twenty agency media buyers that are spending a decent amount of dollars on on Spotify. And we're gonna ask them why don't they spend more? And how, and how does it work and how is it going to change? So hopefully we can, we can, again, it's a challenge finding these people because I think the budgets are so small, which again, tells you something about the, the composition of the, of, of Spotify's podcast revenue today anyway. But yeah, hopefully over time that would change and we, and we can add some value there and just sharing, sharing what buyers are seeing.
1: Yeah. And I, I want to close off with a, a comment on what, what we actually work on that there's, there's far many more businesses out there than we have time to look at. And, and I, you know, if you have any comments on this, jump in. But I think in terms of doing the best work we could possibly do, doing the best work we could publish, in this sea, literal sea of information that people are drowning in, where there's just ubiquitous, like hundreds of interviews on this stuff out there, right? That that the only way to do really good work is to do stuff that we're fundamentally fascinated by. And and you've been fascinated by this business for a few years. There's there's this question as to how structurally advantaged it actually is and whether it can layer on advantages. And and I think, you know, if you want to add anything to that, we can we can wrap it up.
0: Well, but I think there's always like this question around what do you cover when you cover? Like, I don't know. I think sub just part partly in our business is about when we source the best executives. For me, that's, you know, it's, there's many companies that I've followed over the years that I still follow regularly and, and read and some loosely, some more than others. Um, and then we're always sourcing on those companies, right, internally. So we have our team that's sourcing across various different companies. When these executives are onboarded to our network, and that helps kind of navigate, you know, where I focus my time. And then there's always the odd two months where I go off on a aerospace bender on the aftermarket, <laughs> like now, which is... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully something will come out of that.